Welcome to the HitchedMag.com podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com. I'm joined again with Dr. Noelle Nelson. Hi, Noelle. Hey, Steve. The, we are going to do one this week on getting out of a marriage slump and breaking that cycle. Um, I, I mean, to, to, before we get going, are we talking like the seven-year slump thing that you hear so much about? Yes, we are. Okay. We are. It's not predictably right on the nose of year seven, but it's right around there. Okay, okay. So when do most couples typically experience a slump in the marriage? Well, what's interesting, Steve, is that even though it tends to fall around the seventh year, it's really when your marriage relationship starts taking fourth, fifth, tenth, twentieth place in your to-do list. Okay. So most often that year six or seven is when work, the kids, your in-laws, your friends, the chores and all that have eaten up your life, if you will, to such an extent that unless you're experiencing problems in your marriage that would force you to, to really you know, pay attention, you're kind of coasting on automatic and that's when the slump hits. Okay. I mean, is it dependent too on how long maybe you have been courting before marriage or is it part of that life cycle of at about seven years that's when the kids start taking over much more part of your daily routine and that sort of stuff you know it doesn't seem to have much to do with the courting phase it seems to kick in roughly seventh year after marriage actual living together under the same roof sharing budgets and chores and and decisions and kids and all that stuff okay and, and so more specifically, um, what are some of the triggers that push people into these slumps? Well, I would say the first one, and, and it's actually the most unconscious, is we kind of assume, Steve, that when you've said, I do, you're done. Uh-huh. And, you know, that's, that's the farthest thing. I mean, for guys, it tends to be sort of an, I came, I saw, I conquered. Mm-hmm. I'm done. Yeah. And, for gals, that, that slump falls in roughly around the time they're saying to themselves, I've tried fixing him every way I can think of. I cannot do any more. I give up. Mm-hmm. So it's a little different depending on whether it's the guy or the gal. But there is that, you know, kind of, I can't take it any farther, and it's okay, I guess, the way it is. You could think of it as kind of a whole hum settling. Okay. Because a slump isn't the same thing as a breakup. Yeah. It isn't the same thing as, oh, my gosh, we have conflict. We have, you know, sleepless nights, uh, really bad things going on. It's not that, which is why it's actually more insidious. Because, mm, yeah, it's, it, because you don't recognize anything's wrong. You're just in this indifference funk. <laughs> exactly. And, and that's harder to get out of because it it really does creep up on you Mm -hmm. it's not like you've fallen out of love it's not like you're disagreeing wildly about all sorts of things it's it's just kind of this you know stepping through molasses yeah you know part it's it's funny too because you mentioned that a lot of this happens you know starting from the day you say i do and when you think of like all the fairy tales that people grow up with it's 
they get together, they get married, and then it's happily ever after. Like, that's where the story ends. You don't hear any of that stuff after the fact. So it makes sense that it happens right then, or it could happen at that moment. Right, and you bring up a, an excellent point, and I think Hitchmag has devoted itself, as far as I can tell, yep. Steve, to this very thing, which is we are um, shown all the stuff up to the I do, and then we're certainly shown a lot about what do you do when the conflict hits. Yep. But one of the things we're not good at teaching our kids or teaching ourselves is what do you do when it's actually pretty okay? How do you, how do you keep that going? How do you keep that growing? Yep. 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 Thank you. I, I'm glad you recognize that because that is one of the main ingredients of what we try to produce out there. So, um, I mean, so, okay. So the, we know when the, what the slump is, we know when it happens. Um, what now, I guess, taking it from a husband's point of view, uh, what can he do to help the couple get out of the, the slump and the mundane? I think for the guys, it's to recognize that courtship is never over. And a lot of guys go, oh, you know, big groan <laughs> at that point. Um, but courtship is a privilege and a delight when you look at it from a certain point of view, not a burden. Because courtship does not mean, contrary to public, public, popular, pardon me, guy <laughs> opinion, does not mean that you have to woo her with two dozen roses every week and, you know, fork over your paycheck to an expensive dinner. Courtship is actually simply remembering to notice and express what you noticed and expressed when you were courting. <laughs> so whether it's her smile that lifts your spirit, or whether it's bringing her a daisy that you found you know, for, on your own front lawn, mm -hmm. whether it's remembering to say, oh gosh, honey, you look great today. It's little tiny things that remind your wife that you still adore her. You don't just love her. You don't just like her. You actually adore her because that's what courtship is. Mm -hmm. So I think when guys can look at it from a point of view of, you know, you got to keep that, that aspect of it up, then you'll find it does all sorts of wonderful things for you. It gives you a better marriage, it gives you better communication, it gives you better health, and guess what? It gives you better sex. Mm -hmm. well, okay, so then, it, I mean, um, if the, the husband's doing his part, what does the wife need to do? The wife, w women are generally better at maintaining that sort of romantic courtship thing. Okay. But what we tend to do, and oh, we're awful about it, is that we tend to try to fix our guys. We change their wardrobe, we change how they walk, we change what they eat, we change pretty much everything we can possibly change, because that's just the nature of womanhood, is we're in the nurture business. Uh -huh, okay. And if we can make it better, we'll, we'll sit there and try to make it better, according to our own make it better. And what we need to do is love him the way he is. In other words, quit trying to fix. He's really not broke. He's just himself. Mm -hmm. And you fell in love with him that way, so... Learn how to compromise. Get your sense of humor going. Guys respond to humor like crazy. Yep. They just totally do. So for the gal, it's quit trying to fix him. He's fine. Spend a little more energy on loving him the way he is. Okay. Now, I mean, we, you've, you've helped us identify um, how to get out of these slumps. Um, 
is the, I mean, is it even possible to avoid going into a slump? And what can they do? Obviously, they can read Hitched every day. But outside of that, <laughs> outside of that, what else can they do to help prevent going into a slump if it's possible? Well, I think that in any relationship, you're always going to have some, some dips. It's, it's like the ocean. You're going to have some waxing and waning. But you certainly can't avoid the slump, meaning something that goes down to where you feel like you're trudging through mud. Uh-huh. And the way to do that is to stay engaged. Stay interested in your spouse's life, in themselves, in their hopes, in their dreams. You know, one of the things that we do in courtship, endlessly, we, we dream together. We talk about our individual dreams. I want to do this. I want to do that. We talk about our together dreams. We want to get a house. We want to get a garden. We want to go hiking, whatever. And as the years go by and we start, you know, crunching into that sixth and seventh year, we stop dreaming together or sharing our dreams and goals. So a big part of it is the willingness to take your beloved by the hand, sit out on the back porch or lie down on that, you know, little tuft of hill that pretends it's your backyard, yeah. stare at the stars and just dream together. What have you been hoping for, honey? What, what have you been dreaming lately? How about if we, and, and reinvigorate that sense of magic. Okay. Because the slump hits when the magic, basically, it's forgotten. I mean, do you think a lot of that, too, and, and the timing of it around the seven years coincides with the fact that uh, these loss of dreams happen when, you know, the, you, know you want to have kids. Well, by then, you, you, it's likely that you might have some kids if that was in the plans. Or else uh, you've started on them. In other words, yeah, I know where you're going here, Steve, and it's, it's a very good point, which is that by the time that sixth or seventh year hits, you've probably accomplished. Yeah or significantly changed your original dreams and goals. Yeah, you, the house, the job, the kids, right. they're all already in motion or all, have right. already been achieved. I mean, maybe maybe part of the solution, too, is dream bigger. There's a great idea. <laughs> Absolutely dream bigger, because now you have, and it's something to congratulate each other about. You have accomplished those six or seven years. Wow, this is great. Let's Let's project let's dream what we'd like the next seven or so to be mm-hmm. you know i think that's why some they tend to do this later in life but some people have a recommitment ceremony yeah absolutely it's really for the same purpose yep. it's a recognition an open recognition that we are completely identical to who we were when we started out on this journey together and we want to announce to each other in the world that we still believe in each other we still and all those good things well, it, it's kind of the same idea. I couldn't agree with you more on all these points. Um, unfortunately, we're running out of time. Uh, so I want to thank you very much for all your great advice today. It is my pleasure. Um, I want to let everybody know that they are listening to Dr. Noel Nelson, who is a relationship, relationship expert, uh, a popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad. Uh, she is also the author of nine best-selling books, including her most recent, Your Man is Wonderful, and Dangerous Relationships. You can get more information about her book, Your Man is Wonderful, at yourmaniswonderful.com, and visit her website at noelnelson.com. And lastly, she has a contest running right now, and it's been extended to the end of August, uh, so August 31st, 2009. Uh, the contest is called Toad to Prince, and you can get more information at www.toad, 
2toprints.com. And of course, you can find her uh, articles, past articles, past podcasts on hitchedmag.com. And Noelle has also um, been on the message boards or at, on the social network recently and posting her blogs and stuff there too. So I want to thank you for those contributions, Noelle. Oh, it's my joy. I think Hitchmag does a great job. Oh, thank you. So until next time, everybody, thanks again, Noelle. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Okay, bye, everybody. Hitched entertains, educates, and inspires married couples.